What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of a great sports card podcast. This is yet another iteration of a highlights of the hobby. I would like to welcome my guest, Joey D's Cards. Yo, yo, what's up, Joe? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be uh, back in the man cave recording again. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I see some some cool pictures behind you. You got LeBron holding the trophy. What's that, LeBron? A lot of cool stuff back there. So, I'm also uh, sporting the uh, LeBron jersey. Yes, sir. I don't know if you can see it, but I'm wearing my Darius Garland jersey too. So, <laughs> I need one of those. Um, yeah. Speaking of Darius Garland, I was just at my local card shop over the weekend. I took my sister's little brother up to Clay Cards because he's getting into cards. He had never been to a card shop before. So I took him up there. And he had a Darius Garland uh, Goodwin Champions Upper Deck autograph. So I very much want to get my hands on that. <laughs> hey, honestly, it, Darius, unlike pretty much every player, has, I'm sure you know this, but I'm not sure if all the listeners know or not, but he's like an Upper Deck exclusive athlete. So he has no autographs outside of like Goodwin Champions. So it makes his, his autographs that much cooler, honestly. Like, between like the one you were talking about or like he's got the uh, the exquisite throwback RPA, which is really, really cool. He's only got 99 copies of his RPA, period. Like every other player has hundreds or thousands or whatever. Darius Garland only has 99, period. So his stuff's rare. And it makes cards like this, uh, season ticket, cracked ice, a lot cooler too because that's as good as it gets out of cracked ice for him. Yeah, it does. It's awesome. Crack dice is a great parallel. It's like probably one of my favorites for sure. I have an Ohio State P- crack dice PC, and I've started now a Cavs PC. I got recently acquired the uh, team set, so super pumped about that. Very cool. I don't think honestly, I don't. I have. I used to have the Don. Obviously, it's not him in a Cavs jersey, but I used to have the Donovan Mitchell rookie crack dice autograph. But I actually recently traded that. And so I think the only one I'm left with now is I have a, an Evan Mobley rookie autograph practice, but that's it for now. I need to get more. I love it. So uh, speaking of Cavs, you are a huge Cavs fan, correct? Yeah, big time. That's an understatement for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up living where you live and being a Cavs fan? Yeah, right. So for everyone who doesn't know, I'm from Boston, born and raised here, live here still. Um, And so you would think, because the Celtics are always really good, you would think I should be a Celtics fan. And that's the case with literally like all of my friends, minus a couple. But um, I'm 30 years old. So when LeBron came into the league, I was in fifth grade. And so it's like my formative years. And the Celtics weren't very good then so you know they had like Antoine Walker and Paul Pierce and those guys but they weren't very good um and so when I was like in fifth grade LeBron came into the league and so that's my formative years and I you know I gravitated towards LeBron and then I just started rooting for the team and obviously you know he left at some point and I could have very well been like a you know bandwagon fan a Fairweather fan and rooted for the heat or whatever but I stuck with the Cavs and that's just like I was still really young and that like kind of further emphasized that like I needed to be a Cavs fan for the rest of my life. So, um, I mean, it's been a, there's been a lot of ups and downs as a Cavs fan, as you know, between him leaving twice, you know, a lot of the bad years with 
guys like Manny Harris and Samardo Samuels and JJ Hickson. Um, but to be where we are now is pretty, pretty sweet. I will say that. So that's kind of my Cavs story. I remember uh, being little and sitting in the living room watching LeBron uh, in the early years on the Cavs. Some of my uh, best early sports memories and LeBron truly made me fall in love with the game of basketball. I fell out of love with it, you know, for a little bit after after he left the second time. And uh, we kind of had that weird period where we we're accumulating draft picks to have the team that we have now. And uh, I remember I got the notification that we traded for Donovan Mitchell. Um, <laughs> I want to watch some games this year. <laughs> <laughs> so Donovan Mitchell and uh, Evan Mobley and Darius Garland kind of made me fall back in love with it. I, there's nothing I love more when my wife isn't home to sit and watch Cavs basketball. It's uh, very, very fun, especially with the recent winning. So I want to talk about that too. Yeah. Hey, I'm right there with you. That's like, I, I tell my girlfriend that I'm like, that is my happy place is just sitting on the couch after work, watching the Cavs game, just dialed in. That's It's my favorite place. So I'm right there with you. So you've been very vocal on your Instagram with the Cavs not getting media coverage for their recent success. So here it is. The Cavs are number two seed and they've only lost two out of their last like 20 ish games. Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely insane. And most of <laughs> yeah. that, most of that stretch being without Mobley and Garland. So Mitchell doing it himself. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he, him and Jared Allen too. They've both been so, so honestly, those two are like the, they've been the two there. The Jared Allen gold prism. I love it. That's such a cool card. But um, no, I mean, those two guys, especially Donnie get all the media coverage, but it's really everyone. It's been all hands on deck. Struce has struggled a little bit, but like by and large, he's been really good. Karis Levert's been really good. George Niang the last few weeks has been really good. Sam Merrill, like nobody knew who he was before this season. Sam Merrill has been really, really good. Even Craig Porter right there, undrafted rookie point guard. He's had his moments. He's had some good games when he's needed to be called upon. So, I don't know. Everything's clicking right now. And uh, honestly, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that, um, I mean, you, you don't want Evan or Darius to get hurt, obviously. But it kind of it was a blessing in that they got to develop their depth while they were out. And so now instead of only being able to rely on six, maybe seven guys, they've got nine or ten they can rely on, which has been huge. Absolutely. Um, just a lot of guys stepping up when they needed to at the right time. Different guys every night, it seems. Oh, and for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, their depth has been crazy. Like I, I truly, going back to probably 2016, I think this has like, got to be their deepest team since then. It's just, it's so good top to bottom. Um, they've got really everything besides like a, a big wing score that you could ever possibly need. So it's been great. One second. I got to fiddle with my charger. Yeah, no, you're good. No worries at all. All right. We're good. <laughs> so I was fortunate enough, uh, late last year in December to attend a Cavs game it was Mitchell's first game back from injury because 
Yeah, he was injured too. <laughs> Everybody on this team early in the year was hurt. And now we're very healthy and the results are showing. So me and my wife attended the Bucks versus Cavs game in Cleveland. And Jarrett Allen went for a career high 30 points. And I wanted to get something to commemorate going to that game with my wife. Um, so that ended up being this Jarrett Allen Gold Prism PSA 9. So now every time I look at this card, I see us in that stadium in those seats and watching him dominate Giannis. Obviously, that's a joke. <laughs> Honestly, though, he, first of all, that's awesome. I think that's super cool. That's like half the fun with cards is obviously – Ow, I just poked my eye. But <laughs> obviously people like buying and selling cards and making money, right? And so that's like what gets the headlines in the hobby. But the stuff that like actually props up the hobby and stuff like that, right? So like you bought that card to represent, you know, a great game you went to with your wife. And like, that's so cool, right? I bet you, you probably went, did you go right on eBay after the game? You're like, dang, Jared Allen just had such a good game. Like, I, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, that, and that's happened to, I think, a lot more people than, um we probably know and stuff like that is so cool. It's what, I don't know. That's what, what it's all about for me. So I get I, it. I also did personally want to thank you for not buying that card from me. Cause I had a moment of weakness <laughs> where I was like, I should probably sell this. So I appreciate you not buying it now. It's no, you're good. <laughs> so with stuff like that, what I've always learned and because I've been on the wrong end a few times where I had a card that I really loved and I ended up selling it because either someone made me a really good offer or I got another card and I, I needed to sell something to offset the value. And in a lot of those cases, I ended up regretting selling the card, not necessarily because like it's the rarest or coolest or whatever, but it like, it meant something to me. And I actually have an example of it from a couple of years ago, if, if you want to hear, but um, absolutely. Yeah. So I never rip wax ever, but um I mean, I used to when I was a little kid and it was cheap, but not as an adult. It's too much, too much money. But um, I bought, over COVID, I bought a box of contenders, 2020 contenders. And um, I opened it and I pulled a Steph Curry autograph. And I, I've never pulled anything good in my life. And my girlfriend was with me for that. And we had just been dating for about a year at that point. But it was the first time she had like ever opened cards with me. And so it was like special to pull a really cool card, you know, with her around. But what happened is I got it graded and it got a BGS 8.5 with like a nine autograph. And I was like, there's like, I, I genuinely thought it was like a 9.5 and it was going to be a 10 auto, but it got graded and it did horribly. And so I got mad and I ended up putting it into a trade and I regretted it immediately. I like, I like DM the dealer the next day. I was like, Hey, you sold that Steph Curry card. And she was like, no, I sold it. I was like, dang it. Do you know who it was? And she didn't know who she sold it to. So. I thought it was lost forever. And, and basically what happened is over the next year, I had a saved eBay search for that particular card to see if it ever popped up. And different copies of it popped up, but never that one. Fast forward to a year ago, like in a year ago last month, um, I was looking through golden auctions and I saw a PSA 10 Steph Curry you know, the same card that I had, the contenders take an autograph out of 30. <laughs> and uh, I looked at it just because I was like, oh, well, mine was a BGS 8.5, so it's not mine. But I looked at it, and it appeared someone cracked the 8.5 out of the case and subbed it with PSA, and it got a 10. 
And so I was like, you know what? I can't, I, this is the card. Like this is the actual serial number, whatever, like three out of 30. That's the exact same card that I pulled, same copy. And so I bid, it, bid on it and I won it. But that was like the biggest case of me selling a card that I just really regretted more for sentimental value than anything. I don't even like Seth Curry as a Cavs fan. Like I, I truly do hard not to. like Seth Curry. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to like, he's a great player. Not, not a bad guy at all, but just he killed us too many times for me to like him. So, and I'm, I'm glad I have that card today. So don't, don't go through that same process by selling that Jared Allen. Just keep it. Like this, you'll do more harm than good by selling it. So. I agree with you. Um, I kind yeah. of have a similar story with, um, with a Miggy. I'm going to grab it really quick. Okay. So, so are you are you a full blown Tigers fan, or are you like are you from Detroit, or how did that happen? First of all, uh, born and raised in Ohio. Um, okay, just remember growing up. I don't know how it started, to be honest with you, but I remember always rooting for the Tigers. They're the sports team that matters the most to me. Uh, big, massive Mickey guy, obviously because of that. You know, dominating my whole childhood. Yeah. So. Don't know where it started. Just know I'm a diehard Tigers fan. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I get it. As a, a fan of my the team that brings me the most happiness is the Cavs outside of Notre Dame football. So I get it, you know, an out-of-state team being the number one team. But let's hear about this, Miggy. So a couple years ago at the National, um, it was the first National that my wife went to, went to with me. And um, I'm a big stadium club guy love stadium club and uh i wanted to rip something and that's one of the reasons i like stadium club is so cheap uh, compared to most stuff obviously it's not cheap but just compared to other wax it is sure and my wife loves opening packs with me so um wanted to grab a box of stadium club to rip with my wife uh so we sat down and it was stadium club chrome that we were ripping and the first box we had a couple oranges. We did all we did all right. Um and she was begging me to get another box. And I'm like, I really don't want to get another box. I really want to I didn't come here to buy wax. I came here to buy cards. Um, but she ended up talking me into it and went and got another box. And we sat down and we started ripping that. And then I opened a pack and I see another orange. I think it was the third orange in two boxes that we opened. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> this guy was oh. the orange. It was a Mig Miguel Cabrera Stadium Club Chrome Orange. And uh, That's awesome. to say I freaked out is an understatement. <laughs> Obviously, people it. don't get that because it's like, who wants a 2021 Orange Miguel Cabrera? But to pull a PC card like that, not only it being a Miggy Orange, but... um to pull it with my wife at the first national that we went to together. It's a perfect card. And then, um, clay cards, I sent this through clay cards and it came back a PSA 10 as well. So, wow. That just adds that's, to it. That's amazing. That's a cool card. Stadium comes awesome. Yeah. It really yeah. is. That has the best photography in all of cards in my opinion. That, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the NBA photogenic set. It's yeah. very similar. Yeah. It, it's very similar. I think both of those are just, they're awesome in terms of photography. But what a story, dude. That's crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. That so you reminded me of that, so I had to break that out and show you. No, I love it. So switching back to basketball, um, you I kind of refer to you as the Darius Garland Prism Capital of the World. So how did how did <laughs> how did that come to be? Um honestly, it was just kind of an evolution, right? So like I've been collecting my I'm like I said, I'm 30. I've been collecting pretty much my whole life. Like I started collecting Pokemon cards when I was probably seven years old. So the collecting has been in my blood, but I think probably with Darius, I took a little bit of a break collecting from like 2016 through 2019 for the most part. And so like when Darius was a rookie, I like I had other priorities, right? Like I was trying to I, I just graduated college a couple of years prior and I was trying to, you know, get on my feet in terms of my career. So I wasn't really paying too much attention to cards. But once COVID came around, I started paying a little more attention to cards again just because you have, you have more free time, right? So um I was like, you know, obviously I'm a Cavs fan. I've always collected the Cavs, but I don't really have any Darius Garland cards. And so I started off buying the stuff that back then was super hot, but now is not worth like a ton. So like I was buying like PSA 10 silver prisms um, and stuff like that, that, you know, at the time were like, they weren't cheap. They were like four or $500. And now it's like a, a $30 card. And so yeah. I got smoked on those, but like, that's kind of where it started. Right. And then the first big Darius I ever got, I bought a, um, in it was January, 2021. I, at a, uh, at a local card show, I bought a 2019 optic gold. And that's kind of where like the bigger Darius Garland stuff got kicked off. Um, but over the last year, it's even evolved even more to where I'm like trying to collect all like the one of ones and like the, basically get the best cards I can of him. Because there's some that are out there, and I know where they are, like the Prism Nebula rookie and the Prism Black rookie. And I can't, number one, I can't afford those. But number two, those guys are, they're Cavs fans and they don't need the money and they'll never sell them. So I, I can't get those. And so no matter what I do, I can't have the best Darius Garland rookie collection. So it's kind of evolved into me trying to have, you know, to the best of my ability, the best Darius Garland non rookie collection. So I sold like all the rookies that I had of him. And I bought the one Prism Gold rookie, which to me, that's like the one I always wanted anyway. So like, I'm not, I'm done with the rookie search for the most part. Like that, that's good enough for me. But for like his, his, you know, veteran stuff, I've been trying to get, I have all the black Prisms. And so I'm trying to collect those into the future, right? So I'll try and get this year's black Prism when Prism Hobby comes out in a couple of weeks, you know, if I'm lucky enough to find it. Um, but that's kind of where that search has evolved to. So I'm off the rookie train. I have my one rookie I'm good with. And now it's trying to get all this best veteran stuff. It's, and it's been honestly way more fun because there's more depth of product. You've got all, you know, you've got a bunch of game used stuff, which you don't have as a rookie. So that stuff is really fun to collect for me. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And that's uh, even cooler because when I think of the second rebuild, you know, after LeBron left the second time, Darius Garland kind of was like the first step towards, you know, the bigger picture. And yeah. he, he's been there and he's still here and probably will remain here for the foreseeable future. I hope. God, I hope so. Yeah. Me too. Seriously. Fingers. I'll be, man, I was so sad when Kyrie got traded. Like, I don't, I don't cry over sports that much. Like it's happened, right? Like when the Cavs won, when LeBron left the first time, like there's times where I've cried from sports, but 
I came very close when Kyrie got traded, man. I was so mad. And I can't I can't imagine how angry I'll be if Garland ever gets traded. I just hope we never get to that point. <laughs> oh gosh. Did you uh, <laughs> happen to see the like twelve dollar card that I got in the other day? It's Kyrie hitting the shot over Steph Curry and it's a mosaic silver. I don't think I saw it. I will send you a picture of it after this. Yeah. So the finder is going to be hard for me to dig out right now. Sure, but but it's it's the shot from the finals, that game winning shot. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah. wait, is that so? Is that from the bang insert? Yep. Is that what it's from? Okay, I've seen it before. I didn't know you got one. That's awesome. Yep, that's I cool. have it uh, tucked away in what I call a PC binder. Very cool. I love it. That's such an iconic image, man. That'll. I want to get um, when I have a house eventually. Hopefully, <laughs> one. Interest rates come down and all that. <laughs> um, I, I want to get a picture of that signed by Kyrie for the man cave. That would be yeah. Oh, that would be cool. I have uh too much Miguel Cabrera, and uh, you're not gonna like this. It'll have state stuff up. Nah, honestly, <laughs> it could be worse. It could be Alabama or USC. Or <laughs> That's Michigan, true. Or Michigan. Or Michigan. <laughs> The only reason I don't like Ohio State is because they've beaten us the last two years. So <laughs> it's not going to get any easier. No, no. All right. So, do you have a baseball team? I do. I'm, I'm a fan of like. I, I mean, I love all the sports. I love hockey, baseball, football, basketball, soccer, all of it. I'm a I'm a huge Red Sox fan, huge Patriots fan, and a huge Bruins fan. To go with the Cavs, so. <laughs> I mean, I love the Red Sox. It's just their right now their team. Um, how do I want to say this? Basically, they're a poverty franchise right now. The way that they're run, <laughs> so <laughs> it's been yeah. tough. But I can't complain too much. I had a lot of success in my life, so. Um. So you definitely can't come on this podcast without talking about some form of baseball because baseball is by far my favorite sport. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let's talk some baseball. So we got spring training right around the corner. Um, I think this is going to be such an exciting year. We're in such a good spot right now with uh, all the young talent and that's coming into the league. And it seems somewhat balanced. I know it isn't, but it seems a lot more balanced recently than in the, in the past. So, And I'm very excited as the Tigers seem like they might be able to make some noise this year by – by that I mean possibly win the division, barely going over five hundred and maybe winning one game while losing the first series. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, they've got so much young talent. I really think like Riley Green is like a chance to be a superstar whenever he ends up clicking, you know, when he's in his prime, you know, three, four, five years down the line. And then uh yeah, Tork too. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Eh. 26 home runs in the second half last year. That's crazy. That yeah, really that's is crazy. I, I mean, Tristan Cassis was really, really good in the second half last year. I don't think he had 20. I don't think Cassis hit 26, but he was probably up there for league leaders and home runs, at least in the AL um, after the all-star break last year. So, but Torx's a stud, man. He's a, honestly, I thought, and I think a lot of people thought this, I think a lot of people thought he'd be one of the best hitting first basemen like immediately as soon as he got called up and obviously he didn't hit well to start off because he was so good at what Arizona state, he was like a 350, 360 hitter, which is, I mean, obviously really good. He wants college, but 
they thought he was like a lock to be like the next Joey Votto as a hitter. And I mean, he still definitely could be. So he's got a lot of potential. Well, that, uh, well, I'll call it learning experience for it to work, uh, allowed me to buy some nice stuff. And I kind of settled in with, I have a Topps flagship Ultra SP, the one where he's celebrating with Mickey at home plate after he hit a home run and Mickey was on base the day Mickey got 3,000. Um, and then I have a Topps Chrome Gold rookie. That's awesome. Yeah. That's honestly, that's like one of the blessings. Like if, if you truly collect to collect, like I know obviously you do and then I do too. If you have a player who you really love, who plays for your team, who struggles. Like it obviously sucks in real life because they're struggling. But like you said, you've got a really good opportunity to go in and, and get some stuff that like would, would have been more difficult to get if he started out the gate hot. Right. And so that's kind of why I, I wish I was in 2019 that I like was as dialed in as I am now with collecting. Cause I would have bought all Darius's stuff when he was like garbage as a rookie. And it, <laughs> now you can't get his stuff for too cheap. So that's you with torque right now. Right. Um forgot what I was gonna say. That happens to me about 17 times a day, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see the Topps Chrome Gold Sapphire Riley Green auto I got? I have it. I have it. I love Sapphire though. Let's see it. Do you have that a, you have one I dropped off to Clay, but I will show you my Instagram post. Okay. It is uh, jersey numbered as Ooh, well. Whoa, that's sweet. Sapphire is such a good looking product. Yeah, it is. Um, speaking of cards that you sold and you want back, <laughs> what happened? I had, I was at my guy, Brad B Sports. I was at one of his shows and I walked up to a table and they had a Topps Chrome Gold Torque Sapphire rookie. And um, it was raw, not graded. And I asked about the price, came to an agreement with the dealer, um, felt good about the price, dropped it off to my friend Clay, came back at PSA 10. Wow. Okay. And um, I really, really wanted to keep it. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to learn how to flip cards. But my problem is I buy too much PC. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. So I sent that one to uh, consignment since I bought it raw and um, it pulled a PSA 10 and I'm like, this is a, this is a big card. So yeah, I sent that one off and ever since I did, I've wanted it back. Oh, that is so like, would you be okay? Like if obviously you, you like eventually a gold will pop up, right? It will. It just even it might not be a PSA 10, but one will pop up. Would you be okay with like getting a different color variation or does it have to be a gold that you want to get back? Um, I'm a big gold guy, actually. Um, I got the Jerry Allen gold. I have the Riley gold. I'm trying, I'm working on the Miguel Cabrera Topps Chrome gold run. Oh, that's cool. And then, like I said, I have the Torque gold. So I'm a big gold guy. Uh, it's like golds and reds are my favorite. I have a 2012 Topps Chrome Red Miguel Cabrera too. So, wow, yeah, that's triple crown. It <laughs> was really cool. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, red's great. Red, red, I agree with you. I like golds, reds, and then obviously everyone likes superfractors. So, I only have one Miggy superfractor. 
still o- only one is pretty good for a, a future first ballot hall of famer <laughs> yeah guess how many i have only zero so there <laughs> <you go. laughs> well based off the price point of my one i might only get one <laughs> yeah I, I hear you on that but i mean it's good to have one better than not I, I never thought I would own one, to be honest. So I'm it's it's not like I'm unhappy only owning one. Uh, it's a blessing to have what I have and have the people in my circle that I do. I definitely wouldn't have a third of what I have if I didn't have amazing people around me that look out for me every day. So shout out I to everybody who helped me build what I have. That's awesome. True. Like true. We could spend another, you know, hour talking about this, but I'm, I'm, I, I get it. Right. Like half, it's the same thing for me. Like half the, the Cavs stuff that I have, a lot of the one of ones I would not have had if someone didn't tell me that it popped up somewhere or like got me in touch with whoever it was. So I, I totally get it. Is there any story behind that Miggy uh, super factor specifically, like how, how you got it or. Yeah, there's a, there's a little story. So that one was on eBay for the longest time raw for $600. And I don't know why, but I was like, I'll buy it tomorrow or I'll buy it some other time. I'll buy it some other time. And then uh, I always pull up eBay if I'm like bored or something, just a scroll. I like to look. Um, and I went to go look at that super fractor and it was gone off of eBay so I'm like, well, I'm never going to see that again if it was up for that long. And uh, one day it was gone. I figured some Tigers collector bought it and I would never see it. Um, and then flash forward to, um, I don't know exactly when I picked it up, but I'll, I'll just say a couple of months ago, my guy Christian, uh, Cleveland card collector, sent me a story post with a super fractor in it. And um, messaged the dealer directly. We went back and forth for like an hour and came to an agreement on a price. So that's awesome. Home and it's not leaving. Well, I'm glad you were able to get it back. That I, oh, yeah, there's some horror stories with stuff like that happening, but I'm glad you were able to get it. That's crazy. You were able to find it again. Was it was it graded when you found it? Yeah, it was graded that? when I found it. Um, let me double check the grade. I don't want to tell you the wrong grade. Yeah, you're good. PSA eight. Okay. But I'd rather have a PSA eight than raw. That's for sure. And with it being uh, graded now, it fits very easily into the gold slab mag I have it in. It looks great. Oh, there you go. The slab mag, slab mags are super underrated. They're expensive. They're like twenty bucks a slab mag, fifteen bucks, whatever it is. It's not cheap. Yeah, you can get your card graded, or you can get a slab mag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I only have one. Yeah, uh, same. I have my my Garland Gold prism in one. That's the only one I have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are running low on time. So as much as I want to keep this going, I think we're gonna have to wrap it up. All good. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, Joe. It was nice to nice to finally meet you and go Cavs. Yeah, it was a pleasure to have you on as well. Uh, looking forward to hopefully having you on again some other time. Maybe when basketball season rolls around next year. I'm in. Just let me know. All right. I will see you in Cleveland for the National, correct? I'll be in there. I'll see you there. Heck yeah. Thank you, man. (laughs) All right. Later, brother. Have a good one. You too. Peace.